G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. If this is your first time tuning into The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. G'day, welcome again. Today I just want to have a little chat and let's call it a, a fireside chat if you like and I want to talk about two specific areas that are emerging the possibility of an interest rate rise on the horizon in the next year or two which of course impacts people who've got mortgages and also wanted to talk about investment risk and ensuring that you've got the appropriate investment risk where you're taking the appropriate investment risk. Now, we're all a bit fatigued. We've gone through a tumultuous couple of years and I think, you know, we're probably all within our rights to say, look, I'm just trying to enjoy life and get back to normal. I don't want to think about these things, but the world doesn't operate that way and we need to think about uh, what-if scenarios. And it is not impossible that, you know, some other crisis isn't just around the corner. So let's firstly just chat about interest rates possibly rising and how that sort of uh, ties in with inflation. Now, in episode 38... Uh, earlier this year, we had Brian Parker from Sun Super on the show. He's the chief economist there. And we had an awesome chat about economic terms uh, and how they affected your life. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's really an interesting one. And in that, we talked about inflation. And Brian's um, layman's description of that is simply inflation is how fast are prices rising. Uh, when things rise too quickly, the economy can hit small speed humps, not being able to get enough labour, having to pay more for labour and so on. And this is what's been happening recently as the economy is coming out of COVID. Uh, food prices have gone up quite sharply, 20% has been quoted. Energy prices have gone up, 30% has been quoted. Petrol's gone up, property rates have gone up. And so this is going to cause an inflationary impact, um, possibly, and the likelihood of some sort of interest rate rise is is shortening. And so whereas the Reserve Bank had been saying for a long time that the rates would not need to rise for to at least 2024, they've now started to talk about 2023. Some people are even saying as late as 2022, uh, as early as 2022 in the latter part of 2022. So it's it's about preparing for that. And, you know, I, I sort of think in these situations, why not plan ahead? It, it, it's on the horizon. It seems pretty likely um, at some stage. How would you, you, how would your cash flow go if interest rates went up by 1% tomorrow? Um, now, they're not likely to go up tomorrow. You've got a bit of time to work on this, hence why it's a great time to do it. 
great stat that I read. One million households in Australia have never experienced an interest rate rise. That's one million uh, mortgages. The last interest rate rise in Australia was November 2010. So that's quite amazing. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes um, a link to the Money Smart Mortgage Calculator. And I've been suggesting to a lot of people recently is um, why not, if there's an interest rate rise on the horizon, you could do one of two things. Go on the calculator and actually understand, well, how much is it an extra 1% mean to me? What do I need to repay as an extra amount? Be good to know what that is as a dollar amount for you as an individual. And number two take the rise yourself now. You could choose to say, if your cash flow allows it, I'm going to impose that rate rise on myself, start paying that extra now. So if it comes and when it comes, um, you're already ahead of the game. You've already made those extra repayments and your cash flow is already adjusted. So it's about being proactive, not reactive. Just a couple of ideas around rate rises there. The second um, thing I just wanted to chat about is investment risk and making a deliberate decision there, particularly in relation to your super fund. Now, I, I, we've, as at financial advisors, we we meet people every week who turn up with their super funds for, and we see them for the first time. And it's really interesting when you've, you might have people that um, say, oh, look, I've never really looked at what I'm invested in. Others do know what they've invested in. They take a big interest and another's chop and change and move it around depending on what they're hearing on the news. Um, I sort of want to chat about that concept of chopping and changing it. Um, as a philosophy, we, we would not buy into that as a, a reliable way to invest. Um, if you want a couple of episodes to listen to there, episode 13, uh, last year, we chatted to Sam Rubin from Affinia about taking control of his super. And in episode 22 earlier this year with Sasha Burkhart, fantastic advisor in Sydney, we talked about the risks and, and emotions with investing. And both of those um, guys talked about a similar thing, which is um, making decisions on the run is fraught with danger because you're likely to be making those decisions at an emotional time or at a volatile time. What we'd really uh, encourage anyone to do is make the decision, you know, in, in a calmer environment. So right now, again, similar to what we're saying with the interest rates, assume a crisis is coming and look at your super fund and say, okay, well, I'm going to take this much risk that means how much exposure am I going to have to assets in the share market that can go up and down. And rain, hail or shine, I'm going to stick in that lane. I'm going to stick to that plan. And by doing that, you'll, you will end up choosing the fund that um, is going to give you confidence to stay the course. Now, if you, a lot of people can be tempted sometimes to invest in a bit more riskier fashion than what they really feel comfortable with. And that's a dangerous place to be because, you know, when the crash comes, 
um, they panic and there's a potential that they could panic. So I'll just give you a couple of examples of uh, things that we've seen in the last couple of years. When people have come in, they've sort of said, oh, look, I moved my funds um, to safer investments when the markets were crashing. Okay, well, that's great. Now, generally what we see is um, there's a, to um, a time where the, the market's at the top, and that was in about February 2020, and then COVID was starting to bite and the market started reacting to that. By the time someone chooses to move their money, it's likely that they've already sustained some losses on the way down and that's what's caused them to move. So they've already taken that hit. Yes, they might move it and, and avoid going back down even further, but the second part of the equation is when do they move the money back? And we've met with people who still haven't moved it back. Now, there's been a 25-plus percent increase since those times. They've missed out on the, that growth. And so the two sets of the equations, when do I, if you're going to try and do that chopping and changing, generally we'd, we'd find people getting off too late and we'll find them getting back in into that near investment too late as well and and in those two transactions they've missed out at both ends much better to choose the right risk tolerance for yourself and just stay stay put um the other point i just want to make on that if we if we're looking at, at that from a superannuation point of view and i quite often say this to younger people if the market does go down uh, at any time and you're contributing to an investment or your employer is contributing to your super, all that's happening is that the units in that fund that you're investing in have devalued, which means that for any set dollar amount that's going in, it's actually buying more units. So for a young person who's going through, they've still got many years of putting money into super, those little downturns, uh, in the economy or in the in the market price of their fund can actually be beneficial to them because they end up buying more units while the market's down. So again, it, it's just having a deliberate thought process around your super um, particularly and any other investments that you've got and just really look at that and think, well, if, if in February next year there was another crash, what would I do? Am I happy with how I'm placed here, um, am I happy with the amount of risk I'm taking? And go into it assuming I want to pick uh, a fund and an investment um, risk amount that uh, I'm happy to stick with all the way through. That's really the, the way to go. So there are two areas I think um, coming into the end of this year, mortgage rates, interest rates, making a de de deliberate decision around that and understanding the impacts if they did come and also around that superannuation and investing, making that de deliberate decision and, and making both of those decisions in a proactive manner in, the, in a calmer environment rather than waiting for the crisis to arrive and, and having to make decisions on the run in a volatile environment. 
If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you can connect, share and learn from other people just like you. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.